Hi, my love, it's Ruby and welcome to the Rituals to Seven podcast. You're in the right place if you're an online coach excited to meet your first million dollars and you're even more excited that you finally found someone who's doing it through intuitive flow and spiritual connection. In these episodes, I'll teach you how to grow your business in the most aligned way. Okay, are you ready for the magic? Let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back, Rituals, to a new episode. Oh, wow. You guys absolutely loved last week's episode all about receiving more. And do you know what? I actually totally forgot to mention something on that podcast, which really would have suited that theme more. But I have to open up this week to let you know I have a brand new walking meditation. It's an energetic track to help you receive more in your business, in your life, tethering to the most amazing miracles day by day. So if you want to check that out, all you need to do is head to the show notes and click on the link that says tethered to receive. We've already had just hundreds and hundreds of downloads and the feedback on it has been so brilliant. In fact, someone who downloaded the tethered to receive track sent me the most incredible feedback and I have to read it out to all of you and she says hi lovely Ruby I hope you are having an amazing day I just wanted to let you know that since I listened to your recording tethered to receive which is now four out of five days amazing things have happened over 2,200 US dollars flowed into my life in unexpected ways. More clients, more love, more connections, and this amazing energy is all around. Thank you so much for making this audio. So if you want to get your ears filled with the most incredible energy and really the way that I have recorded it is, and even the music behind it is really here to help you create movement into your manifestations. Whilst I love laying down and embodying all of, you know, what happens in the subconscious mind, did you know you can also do that when you are very conscious, when you are awake, when you're going on walks, when you're driving, like there's not a day that goes by when I hop into the car, let's say, and I never put on the radio. I certainly never listen to the news. From time to time, I might listen to some audiobooks or a podcast, for example. But do you know what my favorite thing to do is to put on affirmations, whether it be abundance affirmations, wealthy woman affirmations, you know, become the richest version of yourself affirmations. Try it out. And there's something so nice about it, but be careful, pick the ones that are meant to be for your conscious mind. Because if you're picking ones that are literally like slow down your heart rate and, you know, connect into source and close down your eyes, that can be quite dangerous when you're driving. So yeah, take whatever it is that I'm saying from a point of view of pick the right tracks. And this is definitely one of those tracks that you want to have on repeat. It's five minutes and 40 minutes long. And I tell you what, just like this one client of mine who downloaded this particular audio, she's listened to it every single day. And and it is just bringing the most amazing joy into the world. Today, I wanted to talk to you about the value of quitting. And this whole topic is actually really inspired by a book that I'm reading at the moment. I think it's an oldie but a goodie by Seth Godin. And it's called The Dip. So if you have read it and you, or it's been a while since you picked it up, then this is something that I think you will find as a nice reminder. And if this is new to you, then go ahead and grab that book. It's so basic. In fact, he kind of says it himself in the book that there's so much almost like obvious advice in there that he can't believe he's actually needing to write this. But I love books like that where it just calls 
calls a spade a spade and it's really tiny. It's, it's literally just 80 pages long. And the little subtext there is the extraordinary benefits of knowing when to quit and when to stick. <laughs> I had to pick it up. And um, I actually just borrowed it from the library. When was the last time you stepped foot in a library? My son is going through a phase of mega reading. Like he's six years old and he reads books that are two, 300 pages long and he's in the junior fiction section. And he, I don't know, he's just so amazing at reading and he can sit in bed and read and read and read. Like, I don't know where he gets that from because I go through spurts of wanting to read, but he is amazing. And I'm quite happy that he's loving being, you know, in his room and having that time. In fact, that's what he's doing now as I'm, you know, hitting record here, hashtag school holiday fun and doing it anyway. (laughs) But anyway, this book got me thinking about the value of quitting. I think sometimes we have put so much focus on not quitting and how quitting is such a bad, dirty word, especially when it comes to success and, you know, ambition, going forward in your dreams. And I wanted to actually put this out there because I think it's a very, very interesting way of looking at business and looking at success. And I wanted to list out all the different things that I've quit along the way. I'm almost four years into my business now. We have earned multiple seven figures and there's just this year is just going to be a year of major boom from an income perspective, from a growth point of view. And I think a lot of it, of of me being able to really solidify my belief in this vision is all the times that I've quit. So here we go. I think this is going to be fun. And I'd love for you to also think about the things that you've wanted to quit, that you have quit, that's ultimately just brought you to a place of being so streamlined with your thoughts and being so clear with it and just being in a place where you know exactly where you're going. So the first example I wanted to provide is I quit so many of my social media outlets and channels. Like I quit YouTube, I quit LinkedIn. So YouTube wasn't such a big deal, to be honest. Like it wasn't like, oh my God, I had thousands of followers, but it really was one of the first stepping stones that I made to become a personal brand online. And I realized "Um, it's not for me. And then I started my LinkedIn account and that grew to over 40,000 followers in a very short period of time. And I've talked about this before. I have actually been known in the industry to be somewhat deemed as, oh, the LinkedIn queen for side hustles and all of those kind of things. It actually was a fantastic period in my life. But then came a day where I realized, hang on a second, like I'm not enjoying this. I'm doing this because I don't know what else to do, or I'm doing this because of I have to do it or I'm doing it because I need to do it. And whenever things sort of head that way and you lose the life behind it and the soul behind it, it's a really good time to stop and assess and look at why are you doing these things? So at the end of 2019, is that right? At the end of 2020, I did my last post on LinkedIn. Actually, I want to look, I want to look at when my last post was. Okay, I actually haven't even got the LinkedIn app on my phone anymore. So I had to pause and then download it and open it. I don't know. It was just this whole thing. Okay, so 42,414 followers. And the last post that I did was 11 months ago, actually pretty much just as I arrived in Queensland, which is where I relocated to. And that was the last time I posted anything. It had, that one had 13,000 views 
and it was a post about, yeah, basically perspective and leaving the platform. Isn't that so interesting? And that's it. Anyway, I've had all of two messages in my DM saying, where are you? It's been a while. Are you okay? And seriously, I think that's actually, you know, kind of just sums up the LinkedIn platform where I posted every single day for almost two years. And I've been off the platform now for one year and only one person wrote to me saying, where are you? Are you okay? (laughs) Anyway, anyway, it's not about that because I actually think I've done a lot of work to inform people that I'm now on Instagrams and, and I'm on my podcast. So maybe some of you are in that boat of like, oh yeah, naturally you've just followed me onto my other platforms. But my point being is it's been 11 months since I posted onto LinkedIn, which was my most major, well, I thought network platform space to be on. And guess what happened last year? The business grew by 45%, 45%. That's a year on year statistic. I have to just say, I am so proud of me and my husband for doing that through a pandemic, through major lockdowns here in Australia, having the kid around a lot, a lot of personal stuff was shifting around in terms of our family unit. There was such a split unity because my stepson was in Melbourne and we couldn't see him. Like there was just a lot of things going on. And in that time, I quit LinkedIn I effectively quit doing the things that I thought I needed to do and my business grew by 45%. So if that in and of itself isn't motivating you to look at areas in which that you are not loving, I can tell you on the other side of things that when you eliminate those things from your business, you will create more financial abundance because what that does is that it takes out the boulders of energy, right? Like, so if you think of your energy as a stream, as a brook, as a creek, and there's a ton of boulders in a way, it of course affects the flow of water. Another way to think about it is it almost was an energetic leak in in one sense where I was constantly worried about what to post on LinkedIn or how to show up, a major comparisonitis with other accounts that were doing better. And it wasn't from a place of helping me with my personal growth. It was really having an effect on my mental health and my confidence. So from that perspective, I knew it was time to hop off the platform and I just never went back and I never looked back. In fact, it helped me create more energy towards the platforms that I absolutely freaking loved, like Instagram and the podcast. And these two are my most major platforms to connect with all of you, of course, to grow intimacy with my long-term audience. My clients listen to my podcast quite religiously. Hey, y'all. And also a lot of you discover me for the first time. And if this is your first ever episode, can you let me know on Instagram? I'm at underscore Ruby Lee underscore. It's so lovely to meet you. I am such an interactor on Instagram, especially for those of you who've come via the podcast and we have good old long chats and I love it. Like I I had a coach once who said, you've got to get out of your DMs. You've got to outsource that, get somebody else to answer your DMs for you. And I toyed with the idea for all of half a second. I'm like, nope, give it back. I hate it. I'm not connecting. I don't feel great. It doesn't feel like an intimate space. It definitely did not feel soul led to me. And ever since then, I have just loved and it brings me so much energy and joy every single day. Like I do the morning thing where I reach for my phone and I check Instagram. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my God. Is that not what I'm supposed to be doing? I don't care. I do it. The first thing I do is check Insta, check my emails. I love it. It's, it gets me into the 
whole energetics of I'm open for business today. I'm here to serve today. I'm here to check out what my clients are saying from all around the world as I was sleeping and they were awake. And I am just in love with the audience that has created itself in my reality. And, you know, a lot of it comes down to I've attracted the most amazing people into my life, somewhat complete strangers from all across the globe. And they are sending me messages of encouragement, of love, questions, opening up like you would not even imagine. And some of these people have said to me, you would never share this with your closest friends, but you feel comfortable sharing what you do with me because there is this trust, there is this connection because of everything that I've shared online. So anyway, back to my point, quitting LinkedIn was a damn good decision. And I'm certainly not saying quit a social media platform to grow your business. What I'm trying to say here is that when you are not in alignment with the way that your message wants to show up in this world, it creates a lot of difficulty and challenge and not in a way that stretches or grows you. In fact, in a way that makes you dim your light and you worry about the small things and you're constantly overthinking everything that you're putting out there. If that's the case, it could be time to press the pause button and really look at why you're doing what you're doing in terms of messaging, branding, social media, and finding ways and spaciousness in your day to truly fall back in love with the way that you're showing up. Hi, lovely. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I wanted to jump in really quickly to let you know about one of my favorite courses that I've ever put together called Soul Led Business. When I first started my business, I drew a really hard line between my spiritual side and all things strategy. To a certain point, I experienced amazing success. Perhaps you've seen that and heard that on the podcast itself, but I lent purely on push energy and it eventually led me to a form of burnout. It wasn't until I embraced my intention and intuition that my business started to flow. So if you're listening to this and you feel a little stuck in your business, you feel as though there's some sort of ceiling or there's limiting beliefs around earning more and being more of who you truly are, then check out Soul Led Business and don't forget to enter the code SOUL200 to get $200 off the course. Check the show notes below and let's get back to today's episode. I love the way that Seth Godin phrased this in his book. It's on page 30, if you've got the book, and it says, most people are afraid to quit. It's easier to be mediocre than it is to confront reality and quit. Quitting is difficult. Quitting requires you to acknowledge that you're never going to be number one in the world, at least not at this. So it's easier just to put it off, not admit it, settle for mediocre. What a waste. <laughs> He just has this way of writing, which is just so, I don't know, it's its just so plain and it hits you in a place that's like, okay, like he's, he's even like sort of said certain things like, you know, we've grown up in a society where it tells us that quitting is, you know, bad. And he'll just say in the very next sentence, that's just bad advice. So for example, he literally quoted Vince Lombardi saying, quitters never win and winners never quit. He goes on to say, bad advice. Winners quit all the time. They just quit the right stuff at the right time. Oh, that one just, bam, it just hit me. And I was like, yes, without knowing that's what I was doing all this time and aligning my life and business to feel good, to feel in pure positive energy. I was quitting the things that didn't feel good at the right time. So, I've got some questions for you. You might want to write this down or just absorb it or whatever you're doing. What are the moments that you have had this flicker, this idea of what if I decided to let that go? 
So this could be, what if I decided to let someone go in my business? That is another thing that has happened to me, which I'll share shortly. What if I decided to let go of a particular social media platform, just like I did with LinkedIn, and that actually gave me more time to create and to step in and to become more sure of myself? What if I quit a friendship group, the friendship groups that don't hold you up and instead they question, they bring you down. And maybe it's not even as obvious as that. It's the friendship groups that you feel like you're dimming your light around. You're not able to fully talk about what you want to talk about. You're not fully able to be yourself. In fact, I had a really beautiful discussion with an inner circle client of mine So yes, if you're interested in private coaching with me for the next six months, Inner Circle is going to be the place that you can have a look at. It's linked down below in the show notes. And I've had some beautiful calls this week and just really getting into alignment with who's coming in. I always like to sit down and have chats with those that are coming into my Inner Circle. And she said something so beautifully worded to me. And it was a particular question that I have on my application. And the question is, why do you think you're a good fit for my inner circle? And she went on to say, I'm called for a more expansive community who aligns with where I am right now. The more I grow, the less my direct circles reflect the same issues and level of possibility that I'm working towards. I want to feel inspired by my community and be around those who can stretch me. I've never worked with an intuitive business coach before, so it'll be a big shift, but I'm ready for it. 2021 has me wrapping up my time in a very masculine systems-based business and ways of scaling and allowing for more ease and flow in my work. I mean, isn't that whole response such a vibe? And this is what I'm talking about, especially if you are in that space of thinking of quitting or leaving behind or saying goodbye to certain networks, certain groups, certain communities that are no longer here to really help you grow beyond where you're at. And this is such an important part as you do call in more money and more abundance and you do believe that your message is here to be heard and seen by more people. As soon as I started to find my people who were growing their business, and I've named them over and over and over again on this podcast, like shout out to Taylor Ray, to Megan Yelaney, to Erin May Henry. These are just some of the women who I'm constantly in conversations with every single day. And I might be sharing with them things like, oh, I feel like such a failure this week, or my launch hasn't gone so well, or my energy is just feeling really blah. And other times I'm celebrating the fact that I had a 50K cash hour. And who else am I going to share that with? I mean, there are other besties of mine who just simply would would celebrate that, but they wouldn't understand what that is truly to, to feel like. So, you know, looking for communities like that, it's not necessarily quitting on your friends and walking away from them in a way that's nasty or, you know, like you you feel just horrible about it, but instead you're walking towards something that's here to expand you. And I'll always say this, I can't remember who said this, but it's not about not inviting them along. They've just chosen not to come along this journey at that particular time. So I hope that helped. And I don't know if this helps you. It definitely helped me. When I was thinking about quitting certain things within my business, as I've talked about in this episode, I started to think about 
the idea of strategic quitting. So rather than it being an emotional, emotionally charged activity, it's more like I know that I'm intentionally and strategically quitting a certain part of my business or quitting a certain process or something that I'm doing because I know that it's actually going to contribute to the growth of my company. A strategic quitting decision that I made last year was also to quit my membership. So I've really tried And when I say try, I put so much energy, time, creativity, focus, love into my membership platforms. And I've done so for quite some time. So it took me roughly two and a half to three years to realize that, man, it's time. It's time to quit. And actually in the Seth Godin book, he talks about a concept of heading down a cul-de-sac. And that's essentially not knowing the right time to quit. So you keep going, you keep going. And cul-de-sac in French means a dead end. So you keep going down this dead end and you realize all of a sudden, oh, okay, I've come to this dead end. It's time to take a U-turn. It's time to go back and get back on track. Although there's always arguments that you are on track. It's just a little misstep. It's just a turn. You make that turn. You learn the lessons. You embrace the challenges and you keep moving forward. So I'll definitely not be saying that my membership was a mistake, but it was something that I know upon reflection, there were so many signs for me to quit the membership model, but I stubbornly kept going on. I have a great value of hard work. I have a huge heart for the people inside of the membership. And I actually ended up renaming, rebranding the membership four times in less than three years. This is part of my human design. I experiment. I'm the martyr. I give things a shot. I give it a go. And there's just this one particular part of my business that I think I really did try quite hard on making a success. And I really liked the membership model for many reasons. One was I had a constant place where I could create and I could jump into and I could share and I love making new trainings. I love connecting in with the people inside of the membership. I also loved the model from a financial perspective that there is this constant recurring revenue coming in, that you have a member who signed up to be in there for month on month or 12 months or whatever your model is. For me particularly, I really loved the annual model, but I also realized it didn't match my design. So what happened was I felt locked in to a 12-month contract with a relatively ongoing creative model where I was on this treadmill constantly of creating, creating, creating. And it's not to say I don't love doing that because I do that inside of my masterminds, but I realized what was a mismatch was the pricing around it, the energetic exchange around it, the type of people and their journeys, where they were at in their business and where I was at with wanting to teach and create. So that's okay. I mean, it took me some time to quit that model. And I tell you what, as soon as I did, it was just this huge exhale. And that's when you know that you've strategically quit something to help open up more doors. So since quitting the membership. Since since finishing that off, I actually did some really cool things. So I offered certain products and services to the members who had been in there for some time to kick on with me in some capacity. So whether that have been the Amplify Mastermind, uh, where they wanted to go deeper with their strategy and they wanted to go deeper with growing their business into 10K months, or whether it was offering them a one-off session or offering them a shorter term private coaching package. I 
also went on to offer Inner Circle to some of my members who were ready for it. So it was actually a really abundant time closing off the membership. In fact, over $130,000 in sales came in due to me quitting one product. So there's always ways in which that you can look at creating more income flow. And it doesn't mean that by quitting something, it means that you're going to go into a financial dip. I never, ever, ever let that thought come into my mind. In fact, it's almost always the opposite. As I quit something, more abundance flows in. And just like I mentioned earlier with that particular example of removing a boulder in your business, what happens is you create more flow. And that flow to me represents more financial freedom. It represents more spaciousness in my day. So by quitting this particular membership, I wasn't jumping on live streams twice a month. So this means that I was able to then use that time to jump onto my Instagram lives or to create more podcast episodes, which has then resulted in more followers, more people that are finding me for the first time. It's easier for me to sell and magnetize this way. And this has really truly been one of those decisions that I am very proud of having done. And I know I've strategically quit in such a way that has helped me really grow the success of my business and my brand. So I hope this has really helped you think about quitting in a way that isn't, you know, awful or isn't so emotionally tied that you feel sick about it. Strategic quitting and quitting in a way that helps you really grow your brand and your business, especially as we talk about this in a brand new year context. I can say, like I mentioned earlier on the other side of things, it has brought in 45% more growth in my business. It has brought in six figures in sales for closing down one product. It has brought in more spaciousness and connection to my day to grow my audience and to funnel that creative flow elsewhere. And it's helped me make so many more new connections and, oh my gosh, like unbelievable amounts of magnetism inside of my brand. I hope this has served and let me know over on Instagram, actually, what you've been thinking about quitting and how this episode has helped you really draw one step closer to doing that and trusting the process all the way. Don't forget if you wanted to download Tether to Receive, it's absolutely free to download. That is the Energetic Abundance track linked below. Do that right now and I can't wait to catch you in the very next episode. Thank you so much for sharing an energetic space with me today. I truly hope this has given you a new perspective to embrace, to ponder on, and of course, to apply into your businesses right here and right now, because if not now, then when? If you are loving this podcast, please leave me a review. And further yet, if you have come to check out some more content of mine, then also have a look at the free classes link in the show notes below. There's new ones added quite often, and these aren't just tip of the iceberg learnings. Usually these are derived straight from my masterminds and content that you're going to be able to apply directly into your business right here and right now. So you're in for an absolute treat. Click on the link below and I'm excited to see you for the next episode.